As you board, please move across your car to make room for everyone and kindly offer available seating to those needing special assistance. If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors. They will be closing in a moment. Thank you. Howdy, hey, and welcome to another episode of Disney Assembled. I'm Troy. And I'm Mimi. And we are your happy little father-daughter podcast, here to create some joy and share our love for all things Disney. So, Mimi, before we get into this week's topic, how did you get your Disney fix this week? What's been going on in either in the world of Disney that you remember, or what have you been doing to capture that Disney spirit? Well, you and I sat down to try and watch the live-action Lion King a few days ago. Yes, we did. We did try. Um, and I think we need to discuss it, you know, just for, you know, a few seconds. We don't need to go into it. But um, we were watching it, and we got to the part right after Nala finds Simba, you know, when they're all grown up. And I'm like, Dad, how many more minutes of this movie? There can't possibly be possibly be more than 15. And, and he clicks it, and there's 45 more minutes. And I said... I'm, I can't do another hour of this. Yeah, I'm out. So I don't know if you if you guys liked the movie. I could not I could not get through it. Um, the acting was really great. I think it was the movie's production is just it's amazing. But the music isn't okay. So no hate to the actors. It they did really well, but like the music isn't the original. So it like it, right. it was harder to listen to, and the movie it was just so slow. And I just no. Yeah, well, we're going to have to do another episode on sort of our opinion of the remake movies. I, I won't even yeah. call it live action because it's computer generated. Yeah. Technically great. I, yeah, you're right. I wasn't feeling it all that much. I prefer the animated version. Yeah. What else have we been doing this we week? We also watched The Muppet Show. We did. We watched the first two episodes of The New Muppet Show. Yeah. The first episode was kind of boring, but the second one was really funny. Right. The first one, I wasn't, I was walked I was away thinking, eh, okay, I, I, maybe I got to try this. It's one of those things that I think Muppet Now. Muppet Now. I think Muppets Now or something like that. I think it's one of those shows that we have to give it a full try. Like we yeah. have to keep watching it over time. I liked the second episode though. It's funny. Yeah, I think the second episode was was much better than the first episode. So yeah, we've been doing that. A couple of Disney news items for the week, right? Um, well, this is called the newsity news. Um, Milan, if you're a Disney Plus person, $30. $30 <laughs> premium content. I'm not worried about that. If we took you guys to the theater to see it, we'd spend 30 bucks. So I think this is great that Disney's going to try this. Let's see how it works out. And I hope that's what they end up doing with Black Widow, but well, we we'll can't see what be happens. totally yeah. sure. Yeah, I think Disney's going to try this with Mulan, see how it works. And if it works, then they'll keep doing this with other properties, with other films, you know, as long as the uh, pandemic keeps people out of theaters uh what else in disney disney world the four parks cut their hours back sorry you know around seven six whatever whatever o'clock i don't know park hours have been decreased i'm gonna say it's because a there aren't a lot of people going they don't nearly as big a crowd as they thought they would have 
And cases in Florida are so much higher now, so it's... Well, I think it's more know, of a business decision. They yeah. just want to cut costs. They want to send cast members home for the day earlier and move on. Yeah. Um, and so, then yeah. the, the um, what's it called, boat sank on Splash Mountain. Yeah, Splash Mountain boat sank. Yep. So apparently, before they re-theme it, the boats have now been built by the White Star Cruise Line, right? Those of you who are history people, the White Star Cruise Line built the... I don't, I Titanic. don't know. They built the Titanic. That well, was the White Star Cruise that. Line. So uh, get on your White Star Cruise Line Splash Mountain ride and sink to the bottom of the, the four foot river or whatever it is there. So yeah, really said news, I'm yeah. ready to be tangled or Tiana themed. Yeah. I'm done with this you well, know, mountain thing. Sure. That's enough of us trying to pretend to be a news podcast, which we're not. We're going to move into our topic for the week in just a moment. Before that, before the topic of the week. We must do the Disney dad joke of the week. This so, Disney dad joke was an original. It's a Troy yeah, original. We went on a walk, a family walk, and he he comes running up to me and mom. And he goes, I have three Disney dad jokes for this week. And we're only going to use one. I said, tell you, tell us the worst one. And it was really bad. So, All right, so here we don't go. have much hope. All right. So here we go. This week's Disney dad joke of the week. Oh, boy. Mimi. Mm. Which Disney character likes to walk around the parking lot touching Honda cars? I don't know. Pocahontas. That's so bad. She just walks around poking Hondas. Pocahontas. Walking. That's, that's no, not good, is it? Moving on. All right. That was the Disney Dad Joke of the Week. Please save me. By sending us your own Disney Dad Joke of the Week. And at the end of the show, we'll let you know how you can get in touch with us to uh, save the cringe of the Disney Dad Joke of the Week here at Disney Assembled. All right, Mimi. Hmm. There is a debate. It is raging. A raging debate. I don't think it's a a, raging debate. A raging debate through the Disneyverse. It is raging like a bull. Did we start it? It is raging like a fire. Okay, we get it. It is raging like a bull on fire. It is raging like Ferdinand, the bull, running through the forest on fire because Mowgli set the jungle on fire. That is the rage of this debate. Okay. Well, maybe not, but I think there is a debate, and there's a debate that needs to be had, and we need to try to bring this to our listeners so that they can join in on the debate. And the debate is this. Which Disney acquisition was the better one? Lucasfilm or Marvel? And before we get into it, we should tell our listeners how some of our friends in the social media world responded to that question this week when we posed it to them. So let's go to the first we had oh we did a poll we did an instagram poll first right yeah we did an instagram poll first and the instagram poll came back 67 percent thought that marvel was the better acquisition 33 percent said lucasfilm was the better acquisition we also had a comment left to us on instagram by a dose of magic podcast so i'm gonna read their um comment back on the show okay so they said Both were amazing buys, but if I had to choose, I'm going to say that Marvel was the most strategic. Both have a diehard fan base, but the Marvel movies are newer, and it gives the company a lot of freedom to continue making new stories with the characters 
with the characters the way they want to. Whereas Star Wars has already pre was art wait, I can't read. Whereas Star Wars already has pre-Disney films that will always be compared to many new Disney new films Disney makes. Again, both are fantastic acquisitions and have so many positives. But if I had to split hairs, I think Marvel is po- probably a little bit less of a headache for them creatively. Creatively. Creatively? I can't speak Is it is English. it creatively? Yes. Okay. <laughs> More future films. Great topic, Ryan. Yes, I blame a, a dose of magic podcast for your inability to read. That's a great comment, but it is a very long comment. Which no, we it was a great comment. I great disagree. Comment. I just don't know how to read. That's okay. That's okay. So we did have that comment. We had another comment from Andrew over on our Facebook page. And Andrew writes, Star Wars has to be the greatest storyline ever. However, What Marvel did was to take on a new adventure every movie, making us love the characters more than ever, starting with the great Tony Stark. He's a big Tony Stark fan, apparently, this Andrew character. All the way to the end, where he became the most worthy character in the saga to the very end. Being a wonderful father to Morgan and a great mentor to Peter. I'm going to start choking up here. Andrew is is really tugging the heartstrings. Why are you saying this Andrew character? We know Andrew. I know Andrew, but we love Andrew. We love Andrew, and so and a great mentor to Peter. To this day, I will stand behind my opinion, saying being uh, that I guess Tony was the only one to risk his life, and at the end of the Avengers movies, he was scared of what was to come, and he ended his life anyway for the group, and it makes him very worthy to have the powers of Thor and Mjolnir, which he doesn't really get at the end of the movie, but he certainly makes himself worthy by making that sacrifice. So Andrew, yeah. thank you for that great comment there. Um, uh, oh, we have another one here. This one was from daddy daughter Disney. Would you like to read that one? Sure. Okay. All right. Awesome topic. We could go on. We could go either way on this. Marvel has the jugger has this juggernaut of characters and stories to tell that, to tell that long term will produce movies, Disney Plus content, merchandise, theme park lands, and attractions, etc. A same argument could be made for Star Wars, but what sets Star Wars apart, I think, is the connection it has with its fan base that has stood the test of time. Don't get me wrong, being a huge fan of Marvel, I can see similarities between the fan bases, but Star Wars seems to have a lot more of an emotional connection with its fans. That's like a valid point. Long term, it's really difficult to point out which acquisition will benefit disney the most the most as both are currently doing an amazing job if i had to pick today i'd have to say lucasfilm people could totally lose interest tomorrow in the comic book movies seriously doubt they will but star wars is a generational entity that will that while it loses steam on occasion seems like it will live forever with its amazing fans that refuse to let this franchise go away Plus, with Lucasfilm, we get Indiana Jones, which I personally adore. And then it's a quote, but I don't want to butcher it because I've never actually seen Indiana Jones. So yeah, it says, passing it off to you. Fortune and glory, kid. Fortune and glory. And then uh, Daddy, Daughter, Daddy Daughter Disney, thank you for your comment there. I know you've been listening to the show for a while, and we do appreciate that. So fan base of Disney is pretty divided, actually. And I think it's pretty yeah. evenly divided between yeah, I think Lucasfilm. This debate is already pretty equal. Um, but I know, I'm pretty sure you have a different opinion than what I have. I might. And I think the best way to attack this debate right. is it's, to go at it from a couple of different angles. Right. right. It's so big. It's This is not 
kind of thing you just jump into. Absolutely. But I think we need to lay the foundation of the of the conversation where it starts and as with the actual acquisition itself. So here are some historical facts, right, oh, to help okay. sort of provide some context. You there. did research. For I this did a episode. little research for this episode. We never I'm, do research for any episode. Well, I did the boring adult stuff and you get to do the fun kid stuff. So the boring adult stuff is look up you, some facts. So here sit on TikTok until you come in here with the computer and be like, hey, time to record. Yeah, it's time to record. And so <laughs> here, here are some facts about the acquisition. So the first of the two acquisitions uh, between these two was Marvel. So Disney acquired Marvel in 2009 for a price of about $4 billion. Uh, in 2012, Lucasfilm was purchased for about similar amount, about $4 billion. If you account for inflation in today's dollars, that Marvel purchase is about $4.9 billion. And the Lucasfilm purchase comes out to about $4.5 billion. So in the grand scheme of things, not a ton of difference in the price and not a ton of difference in 2020 dollars. Um, one thing that I do want to point out, a couple of things I want to point out about the context, if the money matters, right? Mm -hmm. If the money factors into anyone's decision on which was the better acquisition, cover a piece of information. And Daddy Daughter Disney points this out. With Lucasfilm, we also get the Indiana Jones property, mm -hmm. but it also included LucasArts, which was uh, Lucasfilm's um, uh, video game sort of graphic art division. It came with Skywalker Sound which was their sound editing company and industrial light and magic, which was their special effects company. Mm -hmm. The Marvel acquisition, an argument can be made that it wasn't the, 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 the roster of heroes wasn't really completed until Disney actually purchased 21st century Fox, which gave them Spider-Man and the X-Men and the fantastic four. Mm -hmm. That purchase was for $71.3 billion. And so I don't think we can lump all of that into the purchase of Marvel because there were so many other right, There's so many other things that come that with, the, with, that. with the purchase. Of but there was additional purchasing that needed to be done and additional deals that needed to be done in order to use some of the Marvel characters that they wanted to use after you know the big purchase there. And I should also point out in terms of dollars, our good friend... Uh, our Instagram friend, Walt's office, shared with us that, um, and he did some research where supposedly the Star Wars properties, the properties of the Star Wars universe are worth about $30 billion today, and that the Marvel properties are worth about $15 billion today. So both purchases at $4 billion seem to be a great deal based on the based current on value. Their worth. Right. So you said when talking about what was acquired when they purchased Star Wars, um, one of them was the editing and the sound and everything. And I think if we're going to look at this logically, I feel Star Wars is a, they're both very evenly matched, but emotionally and, you know, storyline and characters. But if we're looking at this literally piece of paper and you have the list, I think Star Wars is the better acquisition because they were the first ones to do that kind of editing, right? So they they and that company know the most. And everything, anything else that Disney knows was learned through through them, right? Or through their own experiments. So I feel like their editing and and just revolutionary. I mean, granted, they did purchase Star Wars in 2012 and everyone was kind of caught up by then, but like Star Wars was the first ones, right? They know something, something about their their 
the way that their you know tech crew works is advanced as to compared to Marvel. Sure, and, and there was the purchase of Lucasfilm was really more of a sure bet if you think about it. Star Wars had been established in the popular right. culture in a broad base, and it was a sure bet with Indiana Jones. I mean, they had already had the Indiana Jones stunt spectacular right, in like, the parks back then, and everything. You didn't have to build up a reputation with the purpose with the purchase of Lucasfilm. There, were, it was already there. That emotional connection and fan base. Was already there. And you were th- already going to gain money back, no matter what you put out. And I think, generally speaking, again, I'm, these are just general thoughts based on our life experience, right? We're not doing any research into this. We're not doing any surveys into this. But when Disney buys Lucasfilm, there is a concern about how Disney might hurt the Star Wars franchise because uh, it phrase, was they did hurt the Star Wars franchise. But okay. Well, we can talking. get into that debate later. <laughs> That's for but when they buy Lucasfilm, I guess time. there 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 is an impression of you know, well, what is Disney going to do with this franchise? It hadn't made any movies in a little while, right? Yeah, it's been a while. The purchase of Marvel seemed a little bit maybe more confusing. There wasn't this relationship with Marvel ahead of time, and so I think there was more like, well, how does this fit into the Disney universe? How does this these superheroes fit in, and what are they going to do with this thing? you know, that makes it enjoyable or recognizable. And so I think the challenge was different for each property. Uh, With Lucasfilm, there was already this really passionate movie um, TV fan base. And of course, Marvel had been around a long time. I mean, there was a big following of these characters and comic books and TV shows and animated shows. Right, that was also there. But like, Star Wars is just, I don't know. But you said, um, what did you say? how the characters are going to fit in, you know, with the purchase of Marvel. And then, but, okay, forgive me if I'm confused, but the I feel like the reason people didn't react that way, like how is Star Wars going to fit in with the Disney universe is not only because they already had that relationship, but because they had already been through it with Marvel. Okay, like they didn't, like with the purchase of Marvel, I feel like people wanted to, you know, like try to, push the Marvel characters and Marvel franchises into the Disney universe, into the big, you know, like Cinderella, Mickey Mouse thing. And they don't really fit. Okay. It's their own separate franchise. Now, granted, now they do fit, you know, but people were trying to like mix them and like get them into, you know, the Pixar connected universe thing. And so with the purchase of Star Wars, people had already figured out that that's not that's that. Right. That's an inaccurate expectation. Right. And with both properties, there's ways to start building a base of fandom with young children through Disney XD, through Disney Channel cartoons and TV shows. So if you remember, there was a lot of Marvel cartoons so that came out on Disney. Many. A lot of the Star Wars shows came out on Disney with the Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels and, and Star Wars Lego Resistance. Series. Right, and the Lego series. So there's a lot of ways that, that Disney... Uh, was able to take these properties and start using them in very strategic ways to build enthusiasm and build recognition, right? The more people recognize this property as part of the Disney universe, the better it was to roll things out. Now, we can debate the quality of the movies, and maybe we can do that a little bit, right? We don't. We could spend hours and hours doing that. But I think, you know, we've covered the, the dollars of this, right? And And there doesn't seem to be a clear winner a on who's yeah. the better value for the dollar. I think both of them. I think have, Star have, Wars well, has a better a better value because like the connection with the Marvel characters doesn't feel as 
there are some people out there, but with Star Wars, it's very emotional. It's very, it's, um, it's that sense of, you know, childhood that like is connected to Star Wars and the relatability of it. And then, um, so I think if we're going to look at it, you know, people, like people aren't always going to go out and actually, I'm just going to cut out my thought right there. (laughs) Well, I think people, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I get the sense, just a gut instinct that, that Marvel has brought new fans into the Disney verse through through the quality of the film films that have come out. Whereas I don't know how much <laughs> the Star Wars and I'm not saying this the movies are poor, but I think people you gotta understand Star Tours and there were elements of Star Wars in the Disney parks well before there were elements of Marvel in the Disney parks. Because mm-hmm. even before Lucasfilm was purchased by Disney, there were agreements made. And so Properties like Indiana Jones and Star Wars were already in the parks. They were already being mm-hmm. identified with people, whereas Marvel um, has yet to have a really strong presence, particularly in the parks. Now, on the movies and on the television, then certainly there is plenty of content out there. But in the pandemic has gotten in the way of that a little bit, right? Because yeah. we're, Avengers Campus would have opened in California this summer, but yeah, and they haven't. So, well, let's talk about fans a little bit. I mean. Both of these have fans that are very passionate. Yes. And there are a lot of people who cross over. One thing I think it's important to mention here, Mimi, is that being a, if you, if one thinks Marvel's the better purchase or one thinks that Lucasfilm's the better purchase, these aren't mutually exclusive. They're both great purchases. Right. And you can be a fan of Star Wars and Marvel, like I am. Like, I love Star Wars and I love Marvel, right? Yeah. You, you don't have to dislike one to like the other. You can like both of them equally, right? Yes. If I was a cosplayer, I would be just as happy in a Mandalorian outfit as I would be in a Captain America outfit, right? It would make me equal. I'm not a cosplayer, but if I was, either one of those brings me an equal amount of joy. Mm -hmm. So you can like both. So in terms of fans in how, which do you think was better for Disney in terms of attracting new fans into the business of Disney. Does this include like the quality of the movies? It could because, because more people go to the movies. It does matter, right? Like more people are going to go see a good movie than a bad movie. And that instant people going to see and purchase your movies are you know brings in fans, right? It brings in money. And but if we're not going to talk about the movies, I think Star Wars, the Star Wars fans are crazy, man. I mean, okay. They're, crazy in a good way. They're good. Yeah. Good crazy because I'm good. I'm a good crazy Star Wars fan. And I don't know. Just but they Marvel can be very fans, critical. They're, they are very critical. They're very opinionated about their craft. So I think peop, Star Wars fans were very ready to see what Disney had to offer. And even if you were like mild, like, oh, yeah, I like Star Wars. You were eager to see what they were going to do with I the think franchise. People, I think more people get upset when Star Wars properties don't stay true to what the fandom thinks the <laughs> Star Wars property should be like. As opposed to, I think more people are willing to just see where the Marvel properties go. Like, Because if you weren't a diehard comic book reader, there is no real reason to be upset about where the direction right, the movies no, are going and right. the TV shows are going Whereas because you are Star on this Wars. journey. You are part of the beginning of this Marvel Universe journey right. through the films. Whereas people my age, I mean, I was six, seven years old when the first 
Star Wars movie came into theaters, right? Yeah. This is a very different approach, whereas people are like, okay, well, I recognize this thing. This is something that's been around for a long time. This feels different. And yeah. some people like that and some people don't like that, which is fine. You shouldn't Again, like it. It was not good. I, I No, I think it is good. And we, I don't want to debate the quality of the Star Wars I think Wars we do films. need to talk about it, though. Well, I, I, I think want it, to talk about it with you. Well, if we want to do that, then we can. But it's going to make this for a very, very long episode because we have a lot going on. So talk to me about why you think the Star Wars movies have hurt its it's standing in the Disney acquisition uh, debate. I think I feel like they're they're people your age and they've seen the originals. They saw the originals in the theater and it's this like classic thing. You know, it's it's a building block for entertainment, right? It's literally a pillar. Okay. Star Wars is a statement. It it's iconic. It's beautiful. It's art. It's a I don't know. It's perfect how it is. And then they brought in these like new characters and I get it that, you know, the trilogies had to end. You have to move on, get new characters. But the ones that they have now have so many flaws. And I feel like the the quality in the movies are great. Okay. I think they're beautifully well done, whatever. But the storylines and the characters don't match what the original movies stood for. I just, it doesn't feel the same. It doesn't feel like it has that, you know, sense of family that you had when you saw, you know, Han and Leia and Luke and Chewie, you know, it's not the same. I don't really know how to describe it. It's just not, it doesn't feel right. It misses the mark for what I I, I expect from a Star Wars film. I see what you're saying. And this is something that I struggle with with the Star Wars films. As the ability for the cinema to use technology has improved, because there is no doubt that the way it looks in terms of the special effects and the CGI and the computer, it is absolutely stunning. However, for a film franchise that is about the space opera, the, 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 the improvements in technology haven't made the storytelling better. Yeah. And I would like the storytelling to be just as good when the technology wasn't as great as it is the stories and the characters seem to be more connected and, and so i will agree with you there and we can we can go on a long time about the star wars piece i agree with you i think the new set of movies that disney has made are of great quality but i agree with you i don't feel as connected to the stories i certainly don't feel as connected to the characters and listen i like kylo ren and ben solo i like the character arc he had even though I have some problems. Some problems with I have it. some problems with it at the very end, especially since you know I I don't think yes. he could be com- I don't think he could be completely redeemed because he had been responsible for the deaths of so many people. I do like the character of Ray. I think Ray is a a good character, but the rest of the characters felt flat to me. Like you know, Poe felt flat. Flint, Flint, uh, Finn felt flat to me. Say that fast ten times. Finn, Finn fell, fell flat, flat. Finn fell flat. Finn fell flat. It, they were just flat to me. So I get it. The, I get that part. When you look at the Marvel movies, again, a little bit of a disadvantage. They didn't have a set of movies from 40 years earlier that they were trying to live up yeah, to. Like These were new, new properties and new stories and not new characters, but familiar characters being put in 
to relatively familiar stories that made sense. So yeah. So again, that's I think, kind of what I had to say about the movies. Now let's say this: the story and the fandom element. So the story and fandom and characters, all of these are connected. If you take a look at what Disney has done, Galaxy's Edge, we haven't seen it yet. From all reports, it's absolutely fantastic and immersive and has done a ton, a ton to bring new people into the parks or more people into the parks potentially. And so you, if you look at the properties from which has brought more people into the Disneyverse, you could make a strong case that even though the Marvel films are so much better, better Look at things like Galaxy's Edge. Look at things like The Mandalorian on Disney Plus. So many How many people do you think have a Disney Plus subscription and their driving factor was The Mandalorian? So many. That's what that's why we had it. I mean, originally to watch The Mandalorian. I can watch Disney TV shows much more than now granted the new Marvel TV shows haven't come out yet, but right. if I'm going to make a decision between watching animated marvel shows and clone wars i'm watching clone wars clone wars is clone wars is fantastic so right i think it's fantastic but i think what's so special about the star wars and what's so important about the star wars acquisition is they didn't forget about the movies made 40 years ago they kept them alive and i think that's what's that's really important when i know they couldn't do that with marvel and they you know they did try to stay true to the roots but like I don't know. It's just something about that classic Star Wars that they didn't just abandon when they acquired it. Well, I'm hoping that eventually what Disney does with the Star Wars franchise is fill in the gaps between, you know, the Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens better because there's a huge gap there. And I think Mandalorian is doing some of that. And so that's what is really exciting to me about that. Yeah. But in terms of creativity and being able to do things with these characters, I think Disney has a better chance with actually with with Star Wars, with Lucasfilm's purchase in terms of creative license. I mean, the Marvel characters, these superheroes. They pretty much who they are, and unless you create different superheroes specifically through the Disney acquisition, these are who they are. Captain America is Captain America. Now, there are different people who've played Captain America, but Iron Man is Iron Man. The Hulk is the Hulk. Yeah. And of course, if you read comics and I'm I have read comics. There are different versions of all those things, but they're essentially the same characters. Yeah. With the with what Disney's doing with Star Wars, they got some new characters. I mean, they are yeah, introducing they brand new characters. Over, yeah. Right. And so they're not taking characters that are already established. They're trying to establish new characters. This Mandalorian character is brand new, mm-hmm. right? Poe and Finn and Ray were brand new characters. Like they didn't they didn't buy those characters. These were Disney created characters, yeah. right? And in, you know, 20 years. I see little girls at the park wearing their little Ray costume. And in 20 years, they're going to have that in connection to Ray the way, you know, you might have a connection to some of the classics. Wait, I totally forgot where I was going with that. Well, when we talk about originality, I think the Marvel universe and what Disney does with Marvel is going to mostly for a long time be influenced by what Marvel has already done. They've already written these stories. They've already written much of the storylines we're going to see in movies and TV shows are influenced directly by storylines that have already existed in the That doesn't mean they're not fantastic because they are fantastic. I'm not saying they wouldn't be fantastic. What I'm saying is they're not necessarily completely original. Right. The Star Wars stuff we're going to get is completely original. Right. right? These aren't rehashes of George Lucas's old films. These are brand new new stories. 
yeah. brand new characters. So I think when it comes to which is the better acquisition for Disney, if they want to do exercise their creative licensing in their storytelling, there's an extra layer of challenge to the Star Wars universe that doesn't exist, I think, in the Marvel. Because you can draw inspiration from stories that Marvel has done for decades. Yeah, right? you can. And but like, if you wanted to do something totally original, I would go with Star Wars. Because like they do, like you said, they do have these brand new characters, right? And it's it literally is what you said. Captain America is Captain America, and you cannot change that. And if you change it, people get mad. And so if you wanted to do something completely new and original and unlike Captain America, it would... It would be weird, right? Exactly. And, you know, in a in an episode we did a while back, we did sort of a would you rather. And I asked you a question. Would you rather be an Avenger or would you rather be a Jedi? And you said I'd rather be a Sith Lord. But, but um, you know, there's something to be said about that that question. Because in theory, if those two universes combined, if Star Wars and the Marvel Universe were one big story universe, a Jedi, could be an well, Avenger. a Jedi could be an Avenger. Yeah. But an Avenger could not be a Jedi. No. And so I don't know what the purpose of saying that is. It's just a thought that popped in my head. But, yeah. but there's when you talk about which is the better acquisition, I don't they're both fantastic. But in terms of dollars, I'm not sure. I think they play out the same. I think in terms of fandom. Those two also play out the same. The the fandoms for Star Wars and, and Marvel are crazy. They're crazy. And people get attached to the like kind of secondary characters, which makes it even stronger, right? Like people have such a weird connection to Bucky and for no reason. I think Marvel has, you have a bigger margin of error with Marvel. Right. You could make a mistake in a Marvel film. People would notice and call you out. But there's thousands of characters in the Marvel universe Disney can use. So they can quickly course correct. For example, some people loved Captain Marvel. Some people hated Captain Marvel. Some people were sort of like, eh, on Captain Marvel. I was Marvel, pretty, eh. Right? I'm kind of, uh, on Captain yeah, Marvel. Yeah, it was okay. It was essentially supposed to be a story introducing a new hero, similar to how Captain America the First Avenger was done. Captain America the First Avenger, in my opinion, was in a, a much better film in introducing a character than Captain Marvel was. Now, that doesn't mean Captain Marvel was a bad character, but you can course correct by introducing that character in bits and pieces in other films, or you just move on to a different character and then bring it back later once yeah, people like have forgotten about it. Yeah, like how she showed up in Infinity War for like five minutes and then went away again. But in Star Wars, if you make a mistake with one of those characters, especially an established character, like Captain Marvel is an established character, and even if the, the movie wasn't great, you have time to play it out. But look at how people reacted to how Luke Skywalker was in the prequels, right? People were really upset with how he was treated. People were really upset with how Han Solo was treated and how they how he died off in the story. So I don't know. I think Marvel may be more forgiving fan base because there's more room for error. Whereas in Star well, Wars, yeah, not like, as much room for error. Yeah, but it's not the same, right? Because making a mistake with Luke Skywalker is so much different than making a mistake with Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel is a brand new character they just introduced into the into the universe a few years back. Luke Skywalker is the main character of Star Wars going back, what, 40, 50 years? How old are you? I don't know. How old am I? I am almost 50. <laughs> so like, yeah, so like 40-ish years ago, 45 years ago. And so it's like, I feel like it's like comparing apples and oranges. Well, let's do this. Disney's purpose is to create happiness. Yes. In your opinion, 
Which of these two properties makes you happier? Star Wars. And can you explain that in maybe one sentence? Or two sentences? Because we watched them together. And you always took me to go see them. I don't know. Just like connected to it. And I would say, as much as I hate to say this. Marvel. I think Marvel right now is the better purchase. Well, yeah, because the movies are better and what they're doing with the franchise is better. And so it automatically looks like a better purchase because it's bringing in more because it's better. I could go either way, depending on what I watched last. Right. Right. Honestly, if we were to sit down and watch The Mandalorian, I would be like, yeah, Star Wars is so great. And then turn around and watch, I don't know, Captain America, the first Avenger or whatever. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, it's Marvel. Totally. Well, I think either one of them is great. I think our listeners may have an opinion about what they think is great. But so let's put it out there right now in the debate that's raging. Mimi claims Lucasfilm. I think everyone is talking about Star Wars. Everyone's talking about the Mandalorian right now. Everyone but I think people is, are in, are looking forward. People are anticipating Black Widow and the second wave of Marvel films. I think Mandalorian is a huge piece to this. Because as much as people are looking forward to the Marvel TV shows that are going to be coming out, like Bucky and Winter Soldier and the and Loki series the and Loki the WandaVision. Series. I'm so excited. I think people are looking forward to that. But collectively, what I see in here are people are more interested in finding out about Mandalorian season the two. Child? Right. <laughs> what is it? So I don't know. I think you can say Disney has. I, I, this is a tough one, but this I'm going to really hard one. I may have to agree with you. I think I'm going to flip flop here. I think I'm going to fall on the side of of Star Wars as being the better purchase. I, I don't know why. I think maybe because the last thought in my head was Mandalorian and things that are coming. I think Marvel will live on forever and it'll it, it'll stand the test of time. But Marvel was in its prime. I think fans a while ago. I and think, not to say that it's not still in its prime, but. Well, it's kind of an unfair advantage, too, because you right. can keep it's... putting out a Marvel movie every year or two Marvel movies a year. And people, if you do it right by mixing in characters people and not telling the same up. story, people will keep will will like it if you do it well. Right. You can't do a Star Wars movie every year with the same characters. Either you start expanding your character roster and telling very different stories that are connected, kind of like what Marvel did. Yeah. Or... You have to space your films out because they're just going to be too close together. And you have to, you know, films have a life cycle and you have to build enthusiasm for the next one. And if, yeah. you, if you do them too close together, you lose. That. That's why, I mean, people also debate Solo. Solo I like Solo. Is underrated. I, I like Solo. Solo. Solo was fun. It wasn't a great movie. It was but a fun movie. But it wasn't supposed to be a good movie. It was but, supposed to be a movie to tide you over until the next good movie. But it was also out. released very soon after Last Jedi. And yeah. there just there wasn't enough time to build the enthusiasm for it. So the debate rages on which is the better acquisition, Lucasfilm or Marvel. I'm sure our listeners will have their opinion. I think we've come down on the side of Lucasfilm, even yeah. though it's it's a virtual tie. It's kind of like saying it's a tie. Who would win it's, in a race, the Flash or Superman in a foot well, race? I don't know. I don't know. And neither of those are Marvel characters, so I don't know why I mentioned <laughs> them. So it's a it's a tough debate. It's a tough con contest. I oh, think. That, wait. Yep. I have one more thought, and then we can close the door on this. People, okay. I like Marvel not because of the characters, not because of okay. Well, yes, because of the characters, but not because of anything outside of the story. 
I like how it all connects. Everything in the Marvel Universe connects to something else, and then it all comes full circle. And it, I just, I really like that sense. It's, it feels complete, whereas with Star Wars, it's, it's trilogies, and every trilogy takes, like, 20 years to come out with a new one, and so you're, you never feel complete. It's always empty. There's always something missing from Star Wars. Even, even in the originals, like, you were waiting for what was going to happen next for, you know, forever until the new month, the new era of movies came out. And so, I don't know. I think Marvel does their film, not production, but I guess, like, story arc, I guess, better than Lucasfilm does. But that's also not the point of Lucasfilm. It's, it's, there's so many factors going into everything that's just so hard. You can't, almost can't even debate this. Right, and quite frankly, it's almost, it's it's unfair to match one side against the other because you're right. I think what you hit on there near the end is probably one of the most important parts, and that is these are not things competing against each other. They have different goals. I mean, they have one overarching goal. They want to make money for Disney. But the stories, if they were the same, People would just say, oh, you're just doing Marvel in the Star Wars universe or you're just doing Star Wars in the Marvel universe. It has to be different. Right. Because if they were too similar, people, people. would get really frustrated with both. Right. Right. Because so, if you do the same movies, it's, you know, what's the point? Absolutely. So, well, we hope our listeners enjoyed our little debate, the debate that's raging like a fire or like a bull on fire through the Disney verse. Um and uh, we hope that, that they will give us their own opinion. But before we jump into that, we do have a, a five-star rating and review this week. So we would encourage our listeners, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, to give us a five-star rating and review if you enjoyed the show, like our good friend, Princess Marty, who gave us a five-star rating and wrote this. She goes, love this. This podcast is so much fun, and it brings joy to my day. Such a great idea and a great team. When we thank Princess Marty for her art, oh, outstanding. We're yeah, we're a great team. I hope we're a great team. We're my father. Well, I'm glad we get along and we can do these things um, each week because it's a lot of fun for me. So uh, in addition to subscribing and leaving five-star ratings and reviews, Mimi, what else can our friends out there do to stay connected with us? They can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all at Disney Assembled. They can also send us an email, disneyassembled.gmail.com, or they can register for our Patreon page. Just like go to Patreon and then look up Disney Assembled. $5 a month for exclusive Patreon content. And then if you want to support the show further than that, further than that, you can go onto our Tee Public page, purchase our t-shirts, masks with the Disney Assembled logo that everyone seems to like so much. So yeah, they do. do. We've gotten great feedback on our logo. And if our friends uh, want to join us there, fantastic. If not, they can continue to listen to the podcast, which would be just as enchanting for us. And we really do appreciate it. And one thing also to remind everyone is we do have a YouTube channel. We do need to put some more content on there, but we do have yes. quite a few videos already of the podcast. So if you like to listen to podcasts on YouTube for whatever reason, uh, you can go to our YouTube page. Just look for Disney Assembled. Do a search for Disney Assembled on YouTube and you'll find it. Uh, we'd love some more subscribers there so we can get that URL that actually has our name in it. It says Disney Assembled. That would be fantastic. Well, Mimi, this, as usual, has been delightful. I yeah, appreciate you spending some time this week with me and discussing the Lucasfilm versus Marvel debate in the Disneyverse. And hopefully our listeners enjoyed it and will give us their feedback and their opinion on one of our social networks. So... Uh, yeah, I guess that'll do for this week yeah. and see, see you real, real soon. soon.